Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. To keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself, do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and it is an inspired evolution today. We have with us Emilio Ortiz. Emilio, how are you there, brother? What's up, brother? Thank you so much. I love that that yell in the beginning. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't tell you this before we were recording, but I've actually been listening to your show uh, yeah. for a minute. So it's really cool to, you know, this is a special moment. And thank you for inviting me. Thank you for finding me. And I'm happy to have an incredible conversation with you. Oh, brother bear that means the world to me like i know you got you've got um yeah you've got your own show and yeah guys please do check out you'll find me saying this throughout the podcast please do go check out emilio's youtube channel um he's having amazing conversations with amazing thought leaders from all over the world for those that are tuning into him for the first time he considers himself a gen z wisdom seeker but he's a podcaster and dude honestly he is here to bring together young leaders to help them uncover their inner genius their gifts, their passions, so they can lead from what I would call a place of heart. He does it with a lot of grace, a lot of humility, <laughs> and it's uh, it's really beautiful to witness, man. I really, really easy to get behind um, what you're sharing with the world, and yeah, just on what you were saying, it's it's 
it's really touching to hear you say that because I don't know what it's like for you, but, you know, I look at the metrics and all the stuff in the back end of the podcast and sure, there are people listening in, yeah, but I, I forget, you know, like I try not to get too evolved, like involved and obsessed with that and just sort of have the conversations and sort of see what they do for the world. Yeah. Um, but to anytime someone goes, oh, I listen to your podcast and I turn into like their fanboy <laughs> and I find every time they do, it's like, oh my God, you listen, like, oh, thank uh-huh. you. Like, yeah, it's a real trip to just feel into mm. people tuning into the podcast podcast um how did how did you come to podcasting then let's start there what what was what was going on in your world because I know I shared with you a little bit earlier I was in a pretty pretty rickety place when I came to podcasting Mm. yourself what was what was your call to podcasting Hmm, it was a whole journey man I mean Mm. I feel that right now collectively as you know we both know there's this huge awakening of consciousness going on Mm. and it doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter what background you come from. I believe that everyone is going to experience awakening in the next few years. And, you know, I was lucky enough that it came at a very early age for me. Uh, I'm 23 right now. But Mm. the whole journey really started during my freshman year of college, uh, when I was about 19. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm from Colombia. Uh, You know, I grew up in the US, but I finished high school in my home country in Colombia. And There was a lot of party culture over here, a lot of drinking, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. that that fun uh, side of things that can also mm-hmm. turn toxic if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. And, and when I graduated, I, you know, decided that I wanted to study abroad. And I had always thought in the back of my mind, like, I'm going to go back to the US. That's where I should be right now. Mm-hmm. For some reason, there was something inside me calling me to go elsewhere, not look into the US. Like I had applied to like 15 universities. 14 of them were in the US, Mm. one of them was in was in Europe. Mm. And, you know, for some reason, I just felt this like inner pull towards Europe, I, Mm. I already knew the, you know, the United States energy, and I knew kind of like, how the college experience could go over there. But I wanted to explore even more. So I get to Europe, I actually ended up going to Madrid, Spain, uh, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. And when I was there, um, I basically, you know, what I was living through in Colombia, like the party aspect and the alcohol and the chasing girls at nightclubs and, Mm. you know, the not taking care of myself, probably multiplied by about 10. Uh, so it got pretty bad, like the, <laughs> it got pretty crazy. Uh, those last, you know, those first couple of months in, in mm. college, I was trying to make the adjustment, um, you know, living on my own. And I think that happens to a lot of us when we first leave our, like, you know, cocoon, our house, mm. our home, the nest, yeah. the nest, uh, we go out and like, you know, we're trying to also find a new identity for ourselves. And I thought mm. that it was going to fulfill me to be this party boy persona that goes out to every nightclub you're always going to see him there Mm. he's always going to have a one liter great goose bottle at his table with all his Mm. friends Mm. and he's just going to be constantly pursuing girls everywhere Mm. and you know a couple months into that you know my health and my mostly mental health also physical health but started Mm. to take a toll and you know i was in a residence, uh, like a sort of dorm living on Mm. my own. And, you know, I was constantly surrounded by other people in my freshman year. And like, the days I wanted to rest, 
I would get a knock at 11 p.m. at night. Hey, we're going out, and I couldn't say no. <laughs> it's it's a real pain when no. partying becomes your job. I, I remember having this moment in my life when I was like, man, when did partying become my job? Like, this is it's meant to be fun, but please continue. As you're yeah, saying. yeah. It literally became like this routine. And yeah. Madrid, the thing with, with that city, and it's very special, is that there's always something going on every single night. So it could be yeah. a Monday it could be a Wednesday, it could be a Sunday. There is literally something going on and you're going to get pulled into that environment if you don't learn to have boundaries uh, to mm. say no. And I didn't have those. So, you know, like I would say about seven months into it, I had barely passed my first semester, uh, you know, in terms of academics and classes mm. and things like that. Uh, the second semester, I started off even, you know, with more of a bang in the party side. <laughs> and uh, right before final exams of the second semester, I kind of like, you know, I was like, let me see how I'm doing with my grades. Uh, I hadn't even checked. I didn't even know, you know, where I was at, like, hey, mm. final exams are coming up. Um, you know, we were only, uh, you know, allowed to go to 70% of our classes. So mm. we could miss 30%. And I would use those 30%, you know, I would like yeah, yeah, max yeah. out on my absences. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Uh, I would max out on them because like some classes I had at 11, 11 in the morning. And mm. let's say I got back from partying in Spain and in Europe in general, it's like you're back at six in the morning. And mm. I just wasn't a person the next day to yeah. be able to, to concentrate and focus. Yeah. Um, so during that time, I really started to feel like the chronic stress building up and like the mm. fatigue of going out, you know, not giving my body enough rest and time to recuperate. So mm. I checked my grades and I went through the seven introductory courses. I was studying business administration and I looked and I said, wow, uh, I'm not going to pass more than half of these classes. Like mm. there's no way there's Just no way I'm going to pass. Yeah, right. Based on attendance, based on, you know, how much I knew what was yeah. going on in that class, uh, yeah. based on like the midterm exams and things like that. So I was like, all right, huge wake up call. Um, the stress started to build up so much that, you know, I called my parents one day and I said, I'm feeling really sick. Now it became physical, like it started mm -hmm. manifesting as mental, a little bit emotional. Mm -hmm. And then it became physical, uh, just I couldn't get out of bed. It was like this fatigue, um, mm. you know, some people would call it chronic fatigue. I, I don't know really what was going on with my body, but it was in disorder. It was in chaos. Um, so I was given, of course, you know, the typical antibiotics that they give you when you go to, you know, go to the, the doctor. Yeah. And just like they prescribe you whatever so that symptoms can be like numbed out, but they don't mm. go to the root cause. And around that time I was, it got so bad that my parents said, Hey, we're pulling you out of the residence. You're going to go live with your uncles. Uh, I had a family in, in Spain. So uh, I was with them for a while and it was almost as if like a miracle, uh, happened. My mom called me one day. She said, I just booked a flight to, uh, Madrid from Colombia, which, you know, mm -hmm. those flights are expensive. Like they take special occasions. And if my yeah. mom, like she felt like, I think that motherly intuition that was like, Hey, I need to go check up on my kid. Uh, mm -hmm. and she came and I got really lucky because I told you that I grew up in the U S so I grew up in California. And while we were there, my mom had her own spiritual awakening. Um, mm -hmm. you know, she 
started going down the path of kundalini yoga sound healing and all these like modalities and she was always like listening to tapes uh, like wayne dyer like people mm -hmm. like that yeah but i was only 16 uh when she was going through all of that and i you know i had it in my house you know yeah, I would in, always the, in, in the peripheries her. yeah yeah yeah. it was yeah, there yeah. but i wasn't really ready to look at it i was yeah. not even curious at all like you know what are you reading or I, yeah. I just you know blocked it out and you know but around this time when she came to visit i was vulnerable enough that i asked her like she would always say meditation 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 mm -hmm. uh and right before she came i was like I was actually scared that she would see me like this broken. So mm. I started to turn to like the gods of Google search. And <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. like, um, and it started off as like more of like an ego centered question, but mm. I started asking questions around like, why are highly successful people so freaking successful? Like, mm. why is someone like Elon Musk or someone like Bill Gates, why can they create massive, multi-billion dollar companies hmm. and have time for all this shit like i can't even go to class and i'm 20 years old like what's yeah. going on yeah and i started going through youtube videos i started going through articles i started like coming across certain books and i kind of studied also a little bit like the stories of these highly su successful people like Mm. people i see you have like very faintly i can see uh tim ferris uh mm. the tools of titans i got yeah. that book and i was like really studying these high, high performers and what mm. do they do and i started deducting that there was a pattern and most of these people one they're lifelong learners they're avid learners they mm. read constantly they're devouring information and always coming into things with an open mind Mm -hmm. And two, they have a practice or a discipline to train their mind. And in right. this case, I started hearing the buzzword meditation, meditation, meditation. Mm -hmm. So when my mom got to Madrid, the one of the first things I told her was, mom, I need you to teach me how to meditate. Let's talk meditation. <laughs> yeah, nice, yeah. Nice, nice. And she, you know, opened up her toolkit to me. Um, mm -hmm. You know, she knew so much about the subject, especially after being you know, trained as this yoga instructor. Mm. Uh, she had been doing it for now more than like, at that point, more than like five or six years. Mm. So she had a lot of experience teaching the subject as well. Mm. It wasn't just like, you know, I, I meditate, but I wouldn't feel capable to tell someone how to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so she had that skill set. That's why I said that it almost felt like a miracle because it was exactly what I needed. And time. it was coming from one of the people that were closest to me. And uh, that would be my life. Yeah, yeah there's the, <laughs> the, uh, the ease with which to access that information based yeah. on the context. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of went through like a detour in your question about the podcasting, but mm. it really ties into I started to really come across uh, podcasts on YouTube. Uh, mm. I didn't know that they were called podcasts. I was like listening to interviews, like people yeah. like Impact Theory, Tom Bilyeu, mm. Aubrey Marcus. Uh, I started tuning into conversations with leaders, game mm. changers, um, you know, authors and people that have built successful lives for themselves and mm. can drop wisdom whenever you want yeah. to you know like yeah. it's available at your fingertip it's always yeah. gonna be there that's something that we don't realize like you mm. want you want some you know like just drops of wisdom that if you're feeling lost mm. you can find that and you can find that on youtube but you can also find it within yourself mm. um 
And during that time, I just started devouring podcasts like a mad person. It was, mm. you know, a bit like exaggerated because when you're <laughs> starting this spiritual awakening <laughs> consciousness, like you just want to know everything about mm. the world. You just mm -hmm. constantly are questioning the world around you uh, and and within you. And, you know, during that time, uh, I always had a seed in my head that I wanted to make an impact mm. to my generation because I had been, you know, fucking up so much for so long. Mm. And I knew that so many people my age were going through the same thing. It's crazy when you start this journey of like. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Awakening and mm. you're talking with someone and you kind of like know like, ah, like I wish they had this like little nugget of wisdom that I read in that book mm. or, you know, but at that point I, I didn't feel, you know, that I could explain it to them. I was still kind of in like the, the spiritual closet with my friends and people <laughs> around me. I didn't want anyone to know, like I was reading Neil Donald Walsh, like those books are yeah. intense. So I didn't really, you know, know how to communicate to people around me about what was going through mm. my head and my life. And it really helped. And you kind of said this, uh, but when we started recording was mm. that you start meeting people in your journey that have similar paths as you and have similar missions and similar interests. So yeah. as my energy changed, I started attracting new people into my life and naturally other people left. Mm. And, you know, one person I started meeting was a friend that, you know, from university and he was friends with my roommates and he came over to our house because after that, after the, the dorm, I, you know, we had an apartment. So with like four friends and he would be coming over. And one day, like he just walked in my room and he saw all the books that I had in there and the, that I was reading. And he's like, yo, do you, do you like to read? And I was like, fuck yeah. I mean, you can definitely <laughs> see that I like to read. Um, and he's like, bro, me too. Um, and then we started ch exchanging books from there, mm. uh, him and I, and, you know, as the friendship progressed, we were always like talking about ideas, like how can we get this to our friends? How can we get this to our university? How can we start building this? And it was really funny because uh, there was this conference, we were in Madrid, there was this conference in London mm -hmm. called the Health Optimization Summit. And 
you know, it was during the summer that he sent me like a sponsored Instagram post from this conference. Mm. And he's like, yo, we should go like we need to go. Mm. And, you know, I looked at the price. I'm like, that's kind of expensive. Like, mm. I don't even know how to pitch this to my parents. Like, mm. I don't have any money right now. Mm. And he's like, bro, we need to make it happen. We need to make it happen. We literally wrote a letter to my university, like the dean of my department. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, can you sponsor this trip for us? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we described like all the reasons why, like the mm. reputation of the university. Mm. And they didn't, they didn't end up saying yes, but mm. it was that like, you know, as soon as you start having ideas mm -hmm. and you start taking action on your ideas mm -hmm. and you start getting out of your comfort zone, things start yeah. to move in your life. Uh, we had Big time. this guest, uh, John Asaraf on the podcast, mm. and he said, there's no law of attraction without action. Totally. And, mm. you know, I started learning these things about like, okay, I can have all the, you know, quotes and you know little instagram captions that i want in my head mm -hmm. but if i'm not doing anything with that then what's the point yeah and when we got back from that conference we were filled with inspiration so i really resonate with you know being inspired is a mm. frequency being inspired is a whole different frequency mm. that when you tap into it it kind of moves you in its own direction when you're moved by inspiration and we were moved by this dream by this inspiration that's when we started the podcast together. Mm. Uh, eventually things, you know, in the future progressed. I ended up going my own way and mm -hmm. continued the podcast. And that's where we are now. Um, this is the third podcast that I that I start. Yo. But each one, it's been like, you know, you learn something new and you yeah. learn to, you know, kind of value your own time and your own ideas. Mm. And it gives you a lot of liberation knowing that you're creating for yourself and bringing that energy to other people yeah you know if if i was having conversations with the intention of like oh i know you know my mom would be proud of me for having this conversation then it mm. wouldn't be the same intention it's like mm. first first i want to like nourish my soul and when like my soul is yeah. nourished yeah. people will get you know will feel that and if I'm having a conversation on the show that I don't want to have, I can't even imagine that, you know, it, it hasn't People happened. People would want to tune in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it yeah. just wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be the energy signature that I would want to be putting mm. out in the world. So, yeah. Yeah. Long answer to your question. Nah, I'm I truly appreciate that, it. But... I truly appreciate it. Please don't apologize at all, ever, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is so much in there. There is so much in there. I really appreciate you taking the time to, to share so openly and so abundantly, brother. The, um, the piece where you just left off, like, yeah, I think it's really intriguing to sort of, I'll frame it this way. One of my really good friends, he would always say that you, he, he's, he's a massive introvert. Like I'm, I'm, I'm like extrovert to the max, right? Like I just, everything's outwards. <laughs> I just really love, that's how I recharge, hanging out, doing the podcast. Like yeah. I told you before, it's 8am and I'm zinging now that I get to connect with you. Right. So I'm massive uh -huh. extrovert touchwood, but he is introverted and one of the things he said if for him and i found this so beautiful he said he really knows when he's onto something good because there's like this inner nudge which goes oh my god i've got to share that with x y and z or i've got to share that with a b and c or i've got to share that with c d and e you know mm -hmm. and as soon as that sort of like nudge comes in yes he goes and shares it 
but he often takes a minute just to sort of stop and go, ah, I really love this thing. Like, I really love this thing. And uh, I found, and I, the way he described that to me, because I think when you're extroverted and you're outwards facing, you're always kind of like, yeah, things are just happening and tumbling over themselves all the time anyway. Um, but for him to be like, oh, I want to face outwards with this because I'm so inward facing generally was like this real clear sort of, ah, you know, what are the things that we express and we create and we put out in the world? And, you know, it's I feel a, a real kinship to, to what you shared because, mm-hmm. you know, I've been through a journey where mindfulness and meditation was completely what revolutionized my life struggle with six years of depression. And, you know, that was not, that was not pretty. Um, let's put it that way, <laughs> put it lightly. Um, but getting through that, you know, that brought me to this massive amount of self-awareness and through cultivated meditation and mindfulness. And now through that journey, after a while, you learn so much that it, it almost becomes, I don't know how, it, like I can hear it almost echoed by you, but I'm putting words in your mouth. And that's a moral obligation almost to like, oh my God, like all this stuff. Like, Bring it out, yeah. Check it out. Like, come on, please. <laughs> like, let's let's evolve <laughs> together. Like, I, if I, and one of the things, and I'd love to get your thoughts on this, because feeling into your background, like, you know, you know, we've, I've been part, like, I've got a, like, I've got a history of going out, partying, doing my own thing as well. I always felt like, in this like evolution, like one of the things that inspires me, it makes no sense to anybody, but I'll try it on for size with you is I always felt like I was the dead weight that like, if I'm inspired to evolve, like if I could change, anyone can change. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, if God, looking back at where I've been and where things are going, if I could do this, I know you can do this. Yeah. So yeah, it's like almost yeah. like I was the last one to that would have, would have been, the last one to change and yet here I am changing it gives me a lot of confidence in the collective that we're currently in that you referred to at the beginning that there is a shift that is undergoing tell me a little bit about your journey with expression and like coming through to actually share the podcast because I know you told us how you got there but it's not something which is just like oh yeah like especially man like you know it was hard enough for me at the age of, I think it was 26 when the podcast started, 27. And by that time I'd gone through my adolescent journey and I'd sort of like cemented a bit of my identity in terms of, okay, like that was me then and I'm going somewhere now I'm open and inspired to evolving, but sharing your expression when you're in such a formative state, like, yeah, it takes courage, right? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And, and courage has become one of my biggest values, uh, you know, recently. And I realized that, you know, as we're going to see so many of the old paradigms break down in the next coming years, I think mm. it's really helpful to take on this attitude that your identity is fluid. You know, mm-hmm. once we like really base ourselves into this one identity and, you know, surrounded by just a couple labels around it. Um, that's when, you know, we're more resistant to this change. And, you know, coming from this identity of being the party guy and, you know, the one mm-hmm. that can out drink all of his friends and things like that and um, flirt with all the girls, like things like that, to now the identity that I've kind of been building on myself um, through what I'm learning and through even this show has literally been a vehicle for me to 
showcase my transformation mm. uh, with the world. And, yeah. you know, in terms of the expression, I came from a society that's very constricted in what you can say and what you can't say. Mm. And, you know, you always have these beliefs in your head, like, if I start to think different than who, what my friends think, then I'm going to be ostracized and I'm going to be picked on and I'm going to be bullied. And I've literally gone through very, you know, deep experiences regarding uh, not feeling that I fit in to where I am. I've, you know, I've always come from a family uh, through my dad's job that we were moving around a lot. Um, and moving from the US to Colombia at 16 was a huge leap. Mm. And I actually, you know, had to kind of refine who I was and um, yeah. kind of change something, suppress something so that it could actually like fit in more with uh, the group the culture, and the people yeah, yeah. around me. Yeah. And when I went off to Madrid, like, you know, I started, it was the same process again. So I was used to this process of like, okay, now who am I now? Yeah. How can my identity the kind slipperiness of, of identity? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Allowing it to move. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It's like now who, who can I be? Like, who do I want to create? And I decided in the beginning that I wanted to be this party guy again. And, you know, mm. this like sort of like athlete that doesn't go to classes and things like that, that you see in movies. It was like literally ingrained in the back of my head and the Disney movies that we watch when we're young it's like oh that's that's the guy that's going to get respected that's the guy that's going to get validation that's the guy that's going to get acceptance from everyone around him so mm. and i realized that when i did become that person it wasn't fulfilling me at all and it actually was detrimental to my health in a holistic level yeah and you know when i met my friend his name is alvaro um we started the podcast together so it was really good to have a person by my side that was going through the same mm. insecurities. Like, yeah, like, bro, like if we're about to release this podcast, you know, you know what that means? Like people are going to start talking and people mm. are going to say things about us. And it's like, yeah, but we're in this together. Right. So mm. it wasn't a huge, like punch in the face, uh, yeah. humiliation type of thing, because I feel like what we were doing, um, and what I'm still doing and what I think we're both doing, it comes from this heart-centered space that if you're showing up as your authentic and true self with what you're doing in the world, there shouldn't be any fear of holding back your expression. Mm. And when we like, I literally have to share this story that when mm. the day we released the podcast, we were in pandemic. So we actually started the 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 show the first show during lockdown and you know i was living with my ex-girlfriend my girlfriend at the time and she was also very supportive in that like you know having someone or surrounding yourself with people that know that you're meant to be doing this or like this is something that gives you passion gives you happiness and you shouldn't really give a shit about what other people might say because it's all mm -hmm. in the mind as well like you know, there's been very few people and I don't really receive like hate comments on things because mm -hmm. it's like and even if there is something related to that, it's just like I don't want to project. And I know that maybe that person is projecting mm -hmm. an insecurity or a frightened aspect of their personality to me. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so I actually bought a bottle of wine the day that we were going to release the episode and I drank the whole bottle <laughs> because I was really nervous. So I yeah. like I say this now like yeah don't it doesn't matter what people think and you know mm. you can express yourself but when you're in the trenches it's like holy shit it's scary. Um it is. And you start learning that the more you do it, mm. right? The more you you know, write an authentic caption or you get on your Instagram stories and say something, then the less that fear feels real because it's mm. an illusion. Yeah. And I've kind of just been in this battle of like on my T-shirt, If for people that are on, on YouTube, it says press publish. This, yeah. this is a this is a brand created by some uh, YouTubers, actually, Colin mm. and Samir. And I've been learning so much from them and this mantra of just press publish like mm. if you want to share it press publish like, <laughs> we, we always we like we have what we want to share in our hand mm. and it's there and it's our gift to share with the world but it's this like inner voice that's like you shouldn't do that yeah 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 the head but gets in like, the way of the heart getting past that yeah. it's getting past that voice that yeah. you know magic starts to happen because when you share things authentically these types of conversations and connections and opportunities to come about and it's a beautiful thing boom okay so this is where i was hoping to ask you a question that was really pertinent for me and i can't let you go today without having this chat with you so in our culture <clears throat> and i know this might turn into a bit of a bro masculinity chat but <laughs> at the risk of that um <laughs> honoring everything I personally have found having coached quite a few people now going through the journey and also reflecting on my own journey that we as a society, I'm not going to, I'm just going to say could do better with regards to rites of passages. Yeah. I feel like they're non-existent. Basically I look back at my rites of passages and yeah, there was like, I turned 18 and I got absolutely smashed. I turned 21. I got absolutely smashed. And it's like, what like that's your rite of passage like how much of a beating can my liver take like that's yeah like yeah. what is that as a rite of passage yeah like there's that whole and then i look back at kind of listening to your story especially the way you shared it it was very like what was present for me in your sharing was actually even reflecting on the similarities between my university experience and struggling with depression for six years and then popping out on the other side and you know, I say I struggled with depression for six years, but in that process, like it was me not being able to show up authentically as myself and not too dissimilar to yourself, like built an identity around things that weren't the highest calling for me. And in fact, they were like self-sabotaging in many ways, right? And that's that depression versus expression. Now, I found, because you use this word, right? You use this word vehicle around the podcast, which... I also, if I look deep inside, and I've said this a couple of times before, but I felt like I was, I suffered from this thing that called, I called savior syndrome. Yeah. Maybe I grew up Indian or in India, they have gurus or something. I was just like, someone was going to come along and change my life for the better forever. Yeah. There was this like idea. And then I started looking into rites of passages and it was actually like, actually you're meant to change your life for the better, for good, forever at these particular points in your life right like you go through these rites of passages and you know we sort of dressed them up in these pretty tutus now and then like these really fluffy sort of rite of passages we've got but they used to be quite 
intense to the point where like you couldn't go from like being like a teenager to an adult or like a young man to an adult without actually having proven that you are worthy of adulthood in many ways right um and i've been feeling into what you're sharing and reflecting on it as for myself as you're sharing it and recognizing that in the absence of these rites of passages and especially the mental construct of the world that we live in now showing up like even going through the sort of liver (laughs) bashing sort of days that we've gone through right um but then also reflecting on okay the courage that it takes to emerge on the other side of that and deconstructing your whole identity to step into like whoa like this is the next thing that's emerging and as i'm emerging i'm going to be sharing because like what else other way is there otherwise i'm just going to be left in this sort of past like the skin of the snake is not going to be shared as i'm as i'm moving into this process what is what is your sentiment around or what are your thoughts around rites of passage and potentially because this is what you said the podcast is a vehicle for personal development and i feel like there is so much in there for i don't want to say young men tuning in um but part of me previously i was a bit more egalitarian with my languaging but i recently saw my wife give birth and uh bro they go through a rite of passage like oh, holy snap yeah, man they go through imagine. a rite of passage like just being in her presence as she went through that was a rite of passage for me yeah mm-hmm. um but it's a to- like motherhood's birthing is a whole rite of passage but i think men we've been stripped of them in many ways your thoughts hmm. yeah i feel that you know in order to emerge on the other side and, you know, find those like proverbial, like treasures that you're looking for, you have to go in the cave, Mm. like you have to go in the darkness. And, Mm. you know, I have this sort of like spiritual therapist um, that we do, we do therapy and, you know, we walk through things that are going on in my life, um, you know, on a regular basis. And, you know, she told me very clearly um, once she's like, look like you came to this world to work with light and you're gonna attract people that are also working with light but every every so often you're gonna attract darkness because that's the nature of reality there is always darkness when you're in light and there's always light when you're in darkness and you can't have one without the other and i feel that in terms of you know going into the next chapter in our life there has to be a sort of part of ourselves that has to die Mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't want to use the word death because it can get, you know, it it can have a misconception, but there has to be a part of us that has to transform like that process of alchemy, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're, if you're going to go into adulthood necessarily, like I wasn't given like a quote unquote rite of passage, Um, But I feel life has given me the rite of passage that I need in the moment. And Mm. I think it could be very cool to see in society, like, you know, as certain religions have like a bar mitzvah or, you know, certain religions have other things to initiate you or like a college graduation. For Mm. example, I graduated uh, in my house on my own in front of a computer screen because of this lockdown so now you know i'm actually just sharing a bit more personally i'm i'm applying to master's degrees because i feel like my 
relationship with university was not closed mm. and that chapter in my life didn't have a, like a nice ending um and i learned from that actually uh that you have to celebrate the big achievements and moments mm. in your life because if you don't do that you're not closing the loop and i'll give an example like after that college experience like i was kind of you know my parents were you know in a different place in the world and you know it was very emotional for them because they weren't with me on that day mm. and another like one of i say like to date a huge achievement of my life has been attracting and manifesting a interview with one of my biggest teachers joe dispenza and yeah. you know that whole thing happened and it was it's a crazy story in and of itself mm. but when i released that you know a couple days before that, you know, I had edited everything. Like mm -hmm. It was ready to go. You know, it was it was ready to polished. be out in the world, and yeah. it was polished. And we actually it took it took like five or six months to release that episode. So, um, because I was transitioning to another show and mm -hmm. leaving something else behind, and it was just this whole like process. And that moment in my life was, which was literally only like five months ago was probably the biggest initiation to like, all right, you know, you're, you're ready for a next chapter. And a couple of days before releasing that episode, I was like, Some, something does not feel right. Mm. Something does not feel right. Like you literally, you have in the palm, in, in your hard drive, you know, one of the interviews that you've been wanting to do since you started this journey and it's mm. there, you, ha you mm. have it. Mm. Why is, why does something feel off? And I started looking into it and I actually came across this quote kind of thing that, you know, if I were to ask you, is it about the journey or the destination? What would you mm. say? I've learned over time that it's about the journey and I still coach myself every day to sort of focus on the uh -huh. journey, but it's the destination that the ego loves to be pulled along with. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> yeah. And when I heard that question, I would say, I would literally, I answered the exact same thing mm. and I was watching it was during an interview that I heard this and the person goes it's neither mm. it's the com it's the company and I was like oh shit like <laughs> doesn't matter like doesn't matter if you know your destination is to become the world's most successful speaker podcaster author in the world if you're alone mm. doing it what's the point yeah so I literally opened up my phone and I created a group called Dr. Joe Premiere. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just invited like the 15 people closest to me in that moment of my life. And I actually told my mom, like, I want to make a special thing. Like some of my friends were working, so they arrived in suits, which was funny because like they, they came after work and it just felt like very formal. Um, mm. You know, we had like you know, food, drinks, and like, we just celebrated and we mm. watched the episode together. And that yeah. was one of the, the most powerful things that actually made me close the, the loop on that, on that, mm. the whole process. Mm. It was like, now it came together. Now yeah. it came full circle. Like you, you did the hard work, you know, you reached out, you know, you mm. made it happen. You did the back end stuff, like editing and all that stuff. But then closing the loop, it's like the actual, mm -hmm. I would call it a rite of passage. Like you're doing yeah. this with people around you mm -hmm. that are supporting you in kind of lifting you up into your next evolution. Mm. Can I ask you about 
the pain of losing friends along the journey on your evolution? It's, it's hard. It's very tough. Uh, I believe that in a way it's our egos that want to like attach and like, because there's certain people in your life that remind you of who you are mm -hmm. and remind you of who you've always been in the past. Like you can get together with, you know, your childhood friend and immediately you're like that same kid again. Mm. And it happened to me because I had to travel to California to do this interview. Mm. And since I lived, you know, I grew up in California. I was living there for nine years. I hit up one of my best friends. Uh, we were basketball teammates. We made music together. We hung mm. out literally every single day when we were like early teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I hit him up and we're both on different, you know, paths and yeah we kind of converged because it was it was really interesting to see how i differentiate between like you have some people in your life that are there for some period of time mm -hmm. you have some people that are there to teach you a lesson but then you have what a lot of you know these spiritual books call your like soul connections your mm -hmm. soul group like those souls that you guys when, when you were writing the contract to incarnate on earth you're like Hey, you, you want to come in during this period of humanity? You, let's do it. You sign up with them <laughs> and it's like, you're going to meet in this. You're going to meet in this lifetime regardless because mm. you signed a contract, a soul mm. contract to uh, come together mm. and support each other in different ways. I see it like that. I know it might be a, a belief system that not a lot of people agree with, but it's cool to know that there is certain people in your life that remind you of who you are, mm -hmm. but not in the way that it's, you know, looking to the past. It's mm -hmm. people that remind you who you are becoming in the, mm -hmm. in the process. Mm -hmm. And the people that remind you who you were in the past, and if your intention is to change and your intention is to become someone new, then ultimately the people that remind you of who you used to be, if they're not on board with who you're becoming, then it's sad to say, but they, they have to step out of the bus because you're going somewhere mm. else. And it, it sounds very, yeah, sorry. It sounds very direct to say like that, but it, you know, it's, it's true. Yeah. It takes a lot of conviction. And I, I, I see, I hear courage rearing its head again in the conversation because <laughs> it takes a lot of conviction to know that your bus is going where you want it to go. And I think the key reason I asked that question is because we're so susceptible um, especially at younger ages, like, you know, and I feel like when we get along a little bit, um, especially when I look at, you know, some of my mentors, like they're sort of, they've been on this path a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like sort of set in their ways. They know who they are, you know, they're devoted and that's just what they do, <laughs> you know, whereas yeah. like, you know, when you're younger, it's like, yeah, I feel, I can feel the call to devotion and then you look around and it's like, but I also kind of feel like, going out and getting smashed would be all right as well <laughs> so what is going, like it's this real you know and yeah. it's and, and then depending on what you surround yourself with you know is this whole yeah so brother your your inspiration like what is your vision for like i can i feel when i tune into you and this is me putting words in your mouth again i should probably stop doing that <laughs> what no do you feel for the next generation like what is it that you would like to see in the world what is your vision for an inspired evolution man put it that way it might be easiest yeah hmm. i won't say lightly when and a lot of the spiritual teachers that we share and the, the mentors that we've 
interviewed and things like that, they're saying the same thing. And it's, this is by far one of the greatest awakenings in human history, mm. recorded human history. And, you know, there's going to be um, certain generations that have to inherit the breaking down of the old paradigms. And they're going to have to take it, take it all in and ask themselves, what do we want to create with this? Are we going to discard it? Are we going to build on it? Are we going to make it better? Are we going to create something new? Like, there's nothing set that says the young generations are going to save the world. Because again, that's the savior mentality, right? Mm -hmm. We can't depend on the youth, uh, but we can kind of support and build a community that I think without, and this is the difference between like old people and elders, you know, elders, you know, are people like the Bruce Lipton's, the Joe Dispenza's of the world, um, that they're, they've acquired so much wisdom in their lifetime and they're able to like express it in a certain way that kind of leaves you with your jaw dropped when, <laughs> when they go on their, on their riffs and their, you know, uh, like speeches, monologues, and they're just like dropping these bombs on you. And it, it activates, I think not only like opens your mind, but it's unlocking a certain part of your DNA that has been <clears throat> dormant for so long. And I think, I mean, my vision with the vehicle that is being constructed, I would say even through me, uh, is sort of acting as a bridge between this wisdom and experiences and just all this accumulation of, you know, how can we become more evolved humans and bridging that with the people that will eventually end up inheriting and creating the new paradigms in the, in the world. And I see a lot of people that are awakening more and more and, in my generation, uh, which is really, really fascinating to see, like some people that used to not really be curious about what I was, you know, into. Now it's like, hey, can you recommend me a book? Or mm. now it's like, hey, uh, I listened to your show, like really, really, really eye-opening conversation. Mm. And people are more open to it. And I think that's part of this collective awakening. Um, but I see a lot of these leaders, uh, they know the significance of what's going on and they know how important it is that we can't just ignore the youth uh, and let them figure it out on their own. Like, mm. I think we've depended for so long on institutions like universities and religions to show us how to live and show us, you know, what are the things that we should be learning. Mm. But it's a whole new level of free will now that we've opened the gates to unlimited information. So, mm. You know, you could be on TikTok for three hours uh, and watch videos that aren't going to nourish you at all. Uh, maybe even make you even more numb than than you were before watching them. Yeah. And there's also content and things that you can do for yourself that will accelerate your growth and taking on growth as a necessity, not something like oh yeah, I'll take this course because I, I want to like just grow the way, 
you know, I do my finances or I want to grow in my relationships. Like that has been seen like as a luxury for so long, but I think now it's like a, a big necessity that like collectively we have to focus on upgrading, you know, who we're becoming as humans because people like, like Greg Braden and people like that are showing us the new science and they're, they're yeah. like, Hey, this is your potential is as these unlimited beings that are on this planet that are capable of things that you wouldn't even imagine. Like we talked a little bit about intuition mm. and like this inner pull, like that's a sixth sense in a way. That's not something mm. that's, you know, ruled by the five senses. That's something beyond the material reality that we're used to like living on day to day. So yeah, I think to answer your question, it's, you know, empowering people and individuals not only the youth because when you empower someone that you know let's say an adult and they're empowered to raise their kids that way so mm. you're gonna have a whole new generation of conscious parents dr shafali mm. uh that are uh raising a new a new human a new generation mm. that's gonna think in different ways and process and solve problems in different ways and act in different ways and make choices in different ways. So it's going to mm. be, yeah, really interesting. It's exciting. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm is, forever the optimist, is. so I'm, I'm excited <laughs> by it. Um, yeah, man, so tuning into some of the key things that I'm taking away from our conversation today, meditation, definitely in the toolkit, self-awareness, big part of the recipe. Um, showing up with courage is a big thing that I'm taking away and mm. Like subsidiary to that, I'm hearing a lot about conviction and just knowing that you know if it's in your path and your heart says it, like follow it with some courage. Um, what are your what 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 are you hoping the the audience to sort of take away as part of the key, um, yeah, like key bits of actionable wisdom that have actually dropped in on your journey? Like you know the self awareness piece has been huge, the courage piece has been huge. Are those the key left and right hook or are there, are, there, are there a few things in there that you'd love to sort of leave the listener with as sort of, you know, the, um, yeah, the quintessential sort of Emilio's guide to, you know, the spiritual journey um, in the 3D. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Every single podcast that I've created has had a philosophy behind it and it's always mm. been the same philosophy. Like, the name might change slightly on the show, but it's always the same essence. And mm. I learned when, you know, I had this rock bottom in, in college that whenever you go within yourself and you're open and you have that courage to explore who you are and look at the aspects of yourself that you're afraid to look at, mm. when you go within yourself, you start noticing how the external world is a direct reflection of that inner work or inner world that you're dealing with. Mm. So the show being like, just tap in. What it means is like, look within, go like literally tap in uh, whenever you're going through, you know, an issue in your life, a relationship crisis, you're, mm. I don't know, bankrupt and you want to, shift careers and things like that then look within of to who or what aspect of what frightened part of your personality created that mm -hmm. and how can you transmute that 
alchemize it into something that will allow your your external world to change. I've had so many experiences in my life of problems that I thought weren't going to get solved. Um, and just tuning in for a couple minutes a day and like really reflecting, contemplating just you and not mm-hmm. going directly to the bottle or the joint or, you know, the sex and things like that, that are going to essentially take you away from within yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of an outer thing that you're doing and just being with yourself, like sitting with yourself, like what's going on? How, why did I create this? Cause that's mm-hmm. another thing that I'd like to leave people off is like, remember that you are creating all of this. This is mm-hmm. Joe, Joe Dispenza calls this the hologram, yeah. uh, the matrix, you know, <laughs> Bruce Lipton says that this is the matrix is a documentary, mm-hmm. like the external world is a powerful illusion. Like it, it, it really, like it, it feels so real, but actually what's creating it is an essence that is very internal. Mm. That's, you know, moving the pieces around you in your outer world. So it reflects what has been going on inside of you. Uh, and when we realize that, like actually, actually remember because i think we already know that it's not really like a realization that you have in this lifetime it's more like a remembrance of Mm. oh shit i'm i'm creating all of this Uh, Mm -hmm. and i have the power to change any aspect of my reality that i want just by placing an intention making choices like that's something that we think we lose uh in our life it's like oh we don't i don't have the power to choose yet you can choose at any single moment (laughs) And that choice is going to have a ripple effect, like the butterfly effect, like, you know, you're the choice you make now in the present moment. And it requires us to be like very aware of what's Mm. going on in our reality. Then we can start seeing how like, oh, I wrote down that I wanted to create this type of relationship in my life. Oh, I wrote down that. I wanted to interview this person and all of a sudden I see it happening before my eyes and I'm like, holy shit, like I'm creating this and also co-creating it because there's some things that you have to learn to surrender to and there's certain experiences that are going to come, you know, regardless of how much manifestation you think you're doing. It's like, it's all a lesson. Uh, being that connected internally is going to help us navigate all these situations in our outer world. Mm. (laughs) Thank you so much for sharing yourself here with us today. So abundantly, so openly. And, uh, yeah, one of the things that I definitely will say before I let you go though, is similar to what you're sharing before the difference between I had Stephen Jenkinson on the podcast and he said the difference between, elders and olders and people just getting older versus being an elder is a two-part question that they questionnaire that they have to answer it's really straightforward first question being what did you know and the second being what did you do about it yeah and many people know a lot of stuff but potentially taking that action in the face of that um, it will distill us from elders or elders um and yeah man it's it's really inspiring for those that are tuning in please do check out Amelia Ortiz the YouTube channel is yeah 
<laughs> please give it a give it a minute give it a subscribe check it out like some of the videos there the episode with joe is honestly one of the best interviews that i've seen with joe Dispenza as well brother and i'm not saying that lightly Shit, it's man. yeah just the depth with which um yeah you unpacked yourself in that episode as well to go to places with him is is a real joy to witness and and really helps um those that are on the transformational journey on their way as well so please do go check that out and uh, yeah man kudos and honestly it just feels so good as a brother just to know that there are other people out there um yeah like yourself tuning in and also sharing the vibe loving the wisdom and just yeah um becoming modern elders together man it's it's a real honor and a privilege to have you here today and i really appreciate you uh for doing the work that you're doing and sharing it with the world i think it's so important you know what what these types of conversations can bring about uh not only in, in you and like other people that are tuning in like i'm so blessed and honored really honored uh i know you've had you know some of the most powerful speakers in the world and just being able to share that space and have this conversation with you is truly humbling so i really appreciate it of course bro we're the leaders of tomorrow <laughs> thank you so much Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of the Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 